Autumn. Autumn. That is the topic. Now, uh, Brian. Yes. Are you going to ask me about whether or not we have had seasons before? Well, no. I can now say definitively that we have had two seasons. We've had winter. Yeah. And we've had summer. There, there's one more we have had. Did we have spring? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we, <laughs> almost like I planned it, we had winter. I remember winter. And you remember summer. I remember summer. So what you think happened is that I, I come, come March, we didn't do spring? That's what you think happened? Uh, I think that's a distinct possibility. Also, I recommend you go through our archives. Go, go uh, treat yourself to an episode called Spring. So autumn is my favorite of the four seasons. Uh, really? I think you're the only one who feels that way. <laughs> I that's, a, that's a trope. If, yeah. And uh, I don't think everyone agrees. No. But I would, I would guess that it is probably the most popular uh, favorite season, followed by summer, would be my guess. I think you, you, might, you might be right. I've always felt a special affection for autumn uh, because uh, it's my birthday month. That's right. Or birthday season. Like, you no. have, October has always been canonically my favorite month because... <laughs> Same here. The beginning, not because I have a birthday there. I can only imagine how much more I would like it if I had my birthday uh, in October. Because the beginning of Oct- October is sort of the beginning of fall, uh, and it ends in Halloween. And after Halloween, you're like well into the well, you know quote unquote holiday season, and all everything that brings. Um, but October is you know o- o- October feels like uh, uh, has all the characteristics that I like in a season. Yeah, and what those characteristics are. Uh, I like the weather. Sure. Right. It can it can sometimes be warm, but it's not as warm as say august it can be cold but it's not as cold as winter so the range you know usually it's you know the classic sweater weather right but um even at the hot the warm and the cool ends october usually has nice weather um i like the transition there's a certain melancholy to it uh you're back to school but it's not the uh, stress of the first few weeks of back to school like you're in Mm. school um and you also don't have the stress of the end of the semester or the end of the year you're just in the. You're just kind of in the swing of your normal routine, and I'm somebody who enjoys a normal routine. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, and uh, what what else? So for me, uh, if we're talking about October specifically, and not just autumn, uh, more more let's broadly, start, let's start with October specifically. Uh, there's something about October, about the quality of light mm. in October. And are you talking about the quality of light in Virginia, where you grew up, or here in? New York. And the reason, I, the reason I say that is because we are at different latitudes and latitude right. makes a big difference in terms of um, the light just because of the angle. One thing uh, we noticed, my wife and I noticed uh, just the other day, is that you can really feel the angle of the light is different here in September than it was even a month ago or two months. There's something, it feels like it turned uh, somewhat suddenly. Yes, I know. Uh, if you, <laughs> to everything. Yeah, oh boy. Uh, it, feel, it feels <laughs> like uh, there was a, a more rapid change, but I'm sure it's just that we just now noticed it. Actually, just I don't know if you saw uh, how closely you follow my Instagram stories. Yeah. Uh, but I was walking onto uh, the subway, uh, walking down into the subway uh, one morning this week, and I was struck by the train. angle of the sun. Oh. Uh, not by train. No, as I was walking down the steps from the sidewalk. And my, uh, my body was perfectly... 
outline. I did see that as I was walking down the steps. Yeah. And there's something about it. it was like, oh, this is yeah, this was autumnal. Even though we're it, it, technically that was like a week before the the change of seasons. I'm like, oh, this is definitely September light and right. not August light. And it's not August light exactly. It's not summer light and it's not winter light either. Winter light is like practically horizontal. It is and has sort of a um, I was gonna say charm. Ennui. Yeah, it, it has a it has a quality. Melancholy. Uh, melancholy is good. Um, I like winter. I just want there to. I want about a third of what I get. Mm. Uh, I get four months of winter. I want about four weeks. Uh, I want. Yeah, actually, that's probably fair. I want. I want two months of winter, not four months. Right. I would. I would say that. Not. Yeah. But I don't want four weeks. Anyways. Anyways. The quality of light. It's not just. It's light at all times of day. And I think this is where I grew up in Northern Virginia, outside of D.C. and in New York. DC uh, suburbs. DC suburbs. You got that right. Uh, I was talking to somebody recently, and they were talking about that they wanted to visit Washington, and they kept calling it Washington, and I kept calling it DC, and they kept calling it Washington, and it felt like who's on first? Who? No one calls it Washington, right? Well, no, people call it Washington, but are, do they mean the state? Yes. Did they were. There was. Was there any confusion in that way? No. Because I. No. They. They meant DC. Okay. Um, a c- couple follow-up questions to clarify the, the situation. Was this person, uh, where is this person, where does this person currently live? New York. Oh, it's a new, it's someone who lives in New York. Yes. Refer- but, they're, but they're not, they didn't grow up here. Where Do you know where they grew up? Uh, not in America. Oh, okay. That, that's uh, how I explained it. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Don't, uh, yeah. I, I needed two questions to get to the, the heart <laughs> of it. There we go. Okay. Um, so <laughs> and eat, but the person who, knowing that they did not grow up in uh, the United States of America and that you did um, and when you were subtly trying to you know correct them well not correct but um, yeah I was trying to use my preferred terminology yes and they weren't taking the bait no not not even a little bit <laughs> <laughs> just just straight through I, like you know what I really admire that on, on their side on their side yeah, They're like, I'm, yeah. I'm calling it what I'm calling yeah it. I, I call it Washington <laughs> that's the name of the city I don't know what you're doing yeah uh, so I, the, 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 yes, I, it's my birth month is October, um, but there's a lot to it and I can't separate it out from my birth month. And maybe this is why I was so excited, um, growing up with it and have such warm affiliations, uh, with, with the season. But, um, my brother, uh, my older brother, who's two years and two days older than me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's two years and two days. So you, has, have, you basically have the same birthday. Our, our birthdays were two days apart, um, his came two days before mine. Uh-huh. Uh, and so there was a, a, a good stretch of time where we'd have joint birthday parties. Of course. Um, and then I'm not sure exactly when we had our last joint birthday party. Um, but uh, where, but my, my, we had the sheet cake from Giant Foods, which is the grocery store chain. How big was the sheet cake? Uh, <laughs> it was, what do you mean? It was like a good size sheet cake. Was it Giant? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't catch that. I mean, I, I well, because to me, giant food was always just like the grocery store. I never thought of it as giant. Me, meanwhile, I'm like they only have jumbo eggs. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's really funny. I don't know. You can only get a keg of milk. So I've never thought of because we it was just the grocery. We would call it go to the giant. We're going to the giant. Like, the grocery store is the giant. And I I I never thought of it literally as big. They sell Jolly Green us vegetables. <laughs> Um, but then uh, we'd also have cupcakes to bring into class, or sometimes we have cupcakes, I guess. That okay, so that's another good thing about fall, fall birthday. I never, as a June birthday, never got to bring anything into class. 
just didn't happen. So sorry. I've not once have I had that. Have I enjoyed that pleasure? Um, it is it is something because, but my mom would always make cupcakes with chocolate icing, and those candy pumpkins. So not candy oh. corns, but candy pumpkins. Right. But and it's so, the same. It's the same a, flavor yeah. palette. Right. Uh, flavor so, profile. Do, do you call it a palette? No. Do you call it a profile? Yeah, it's a it's candy. A, it's candy has the same. I thought you would say consistency, the same raw materials. Well, yes, but it's the same flavor profile, profile for it. candy corn and candy pumpkins. But it's the pumpkins. But it's the pumpkins on the top on of top, each. On top, like one on each. One on each. Okay, that's adorable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sometimes there'd be candy pumpkins on the cake as well, like okay. on the perimeter or, and candy corn too. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of candy corn, right. but there's something about candy pumpkins that reminds me of like being eight years old. Could, could we just do a quick, uh, of you and all your siblings, could you just mention the month of all the different birthdays? Oh gosh. Okay. Um, November. Okay. I'm starting with the oldest. To, to yeah. yeah. So, no, I get it. So November, uh, and then April, April. Did you say April? I said no. So November, April, April, uh, February, okay. December, okay. October, October. Okay, that's more of a spread than I than I would have thought. I yeah. guess. Uh, huh. Okay. Anyway. I don't know what you're trying to go I'm for there. Just I'm just curious. Yeah. I, I'm curious about a lot of things when it comes to a family of seven. Sure. As somebody who 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 has a family of uh, two children. I can't. I just there's so many things I can't imagine. I can't. I mean, I looking back right now. Uh, I am just in awe. Yeah, I'm fascinated. And in shock. Yeah, and, yeah. Sh- awe, sh- awe and shock. Yeah. I, I am not in shock and awe. I am awe, awe and, shock. and shock. That's right. Uh, it, it really. Um, okay. So, autumn, cupcakes, candy Birthdays, corn, candy, candy corn, pumpkin. Candy pumpkins. Um, also, uh, one, of the, one of the things, because we, we usually have, the, well, we'd have the birth parties at the house, and we'd go... Uh, and do scavenger hunts and mm-hmm. we would go also and get uh like leaves that had fallen and and, and press the leaves into a book or oh. put them underneath uh wax paper and we right. would also sometimes do tree, uh, leaf rubbings yeah, you know yeah uh, which i i always enjoyed that you do the side of the crayon you peel yeah. off the, of the crayon yeah you use the side of it until it's got a flat side yeah i remember that that was really fun and uh i, I just i also loved and i still do this with like, some of my nieces or nephews or um, when leaves are falling, catching the falling leaves. Really? When it's enough of them. Uh, we, you can actually catch the falling leaves. I don't think I've ever done that. It has to be at the right... Tree? Well, the right time and place yeah. uh, uh, during a windy day. It has to be windy. Okay. Uh, sure. Because um, we were surrounded by oak trees. Correct? Right. Uh, and so we had lots and lots of leaves. Sounds more ominous than you probably mean it. <laughs> actually, you know, I, I used to have... Um, and I still probably still have it every couple of years now, an uh, ongoing nightmare of trees falling in the house I grew up in. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, this, this could be a topic in the future, but um, recurring night, because I have a couple, I have recurring nightmares involving tornadoes, which yeah. is, you know, they had. In, uh, in, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. So you had, it was a big, one of these big trees falling on the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also have another, well, this is a little bit more dark, but I remember, like, I, I'd have a recurring dream of. Uh, invaders to <laughs> to the house I grew up in, oh, no. but also a, a a plane crashing off in the distance. Okay, and and a big fireball though coming, getting closer and closer, from and then, the train uh, from plane. the plane from the plane crash, and then and then that's when I wake up when it hits. Yeah, that's terrifying, right? Because um, we, uh, my parents live in and they still live in the house I grew up in. Uh, 15 minutes from uh, Dulles Airport, oh, and so okay. we had the planes. You'd see them. 
uh, overhead, but I was never scared of the planes. I, was, right. I actually really liked the seeing the planes. I was uh, scared of the fireball, I guess. Um, but the, but so it was, it was a, I loved autumn catching the leaves. And, you know, the, it was a pain to, one of my chores was uh, raking leaves leaves. and also, uh, but which I, sometimes it was a pain. It was a pain because of the acorns were a pain, but I did like, we, we, I I did like riding that. We had a riding tractor, Mm -hmm. uh, riding lawnmower um, that was fun to pick up leaves with. How do you pick up leaves with a riding lawnmower? I don't know. There's like an attachment and you just It's like a vacuum? Yeah. Well, no, you just, yes, uh, but you just do it like the grass, but you're the blade is higher. Oh, I see. So, so it's not so cutting the, the grass, I but see. it's it's bringing it like in the sucks the leaves into yeah. the bag or something like that. Um, and that that was quite fun. That sounds like it'd be fun. Yeah, I actually really liked mowing the grass. Yeah, uh, uh, a lot. Um, uh, yeah, but I also liked. There are some parts of the our yard that couldn't the the, the riding lawnmower couldn't reach, um, so that's where we have to rake and raking into a big leaf pile. And I'd like jumping into leaf piles as a big really yeah. Did you invent that? I think I was the first one. That's a great idea. Yeah, I've done it. that before. I didn't know you came up with that. Yeah, you can you can credit me. Nice. What else? Is there any bad part of autumn? So far, we've only talked about the highlights. Is there any? Every other season, we've uh, been like, we like it, but... Yeah, no, the only downside to autumn is it's when daylight savings time uh, takes place. Yeah, but it's the good version of daylight savings. It is... You know, you get the free hour. Yeah, it's the fall back. Yeah. And I actually remember in high school a couple times it happened uh, during homecoming weekend. Oh. So we're like, oh, we have an extra hour for of the homecoming dance. Right. Oh, okay. The only thing, uh, I here, this is one thing I don't like, is that the days get shorter and that it starts to be the case that when I'm going home, it's dark. Well, that's that's what I was saying. Like, it is the better version of it, than, uh, but wait. Is this the better version? Well, okay. When no. I was growing up, I thought of it as the better version. Because you get an hour, you gain an hour because of sleep, so that's better. No, no, but now it's the worst version because because daylight saving happens on a Saturday night or Sunday uh, morning. Uh, Sunday yeah, morning. Saturday to Sunday, yeah. Yeah, and, and then that first Monday after daylight savings is the worst day right. of the year. It's depressing. It's very depressing because it's a sudden jarring. It's, it's now... Uh, when it was five o'clock right. and the sun was still out a little bit, a little bit. It's now five o'clock and it's dark. Right. And it was, yeah. And it's 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 like oh gosh, I won't. It it won't be light out at five o'clock for another six, six months. months. Right. It's the and beginning of it's right. It's a harbinger of winter. Yeah. Winter uh, weather might not even be here yet. We're all still wearing short sleeves, but the 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 light is gone. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it in the morning, but uh, no, I don't. I don't. Well, good for you. I mean, I get it. I, I guess Mr. I just sleeps in. No, I don't sleep in, but like, I, I don't really enjoy it in the morning. Right. It's not. What I'm, are you, a farmer? Yeah. Let's talk about some. So, I, w- when we lived uh, in in Brooklyn and we had a little backyard. Oh, I remember that. Uh, I remember I'd have the Fall Fire Pit Festival. Yeah. And I loved that party that we hosted. It was a good party. Because, uh, you know, all the friends that came and, of course, all the good cheer. But there, it, it had the. Uh, like kind of the attributes of some of my favorite elements of fall. Hmm. So I had a, we would put, we'd have a fire pit, right. which is fun. It's a key element. Uh, so there'd be some s'mores and things like that. Yeah. Um, we'd have a uh, bobbing for apples. Right. Uh, which is fun. I know how much you like bobbing for apples. I know. I'm really good at it yeah, too. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, and then, you know, I, we'd have pumpkins usually, right. uh, but not usually pumpkin carving, but pumpkins. We would have uh, chili, vegetarian chili in the okay. slow cooker. And then we would have um, 
uh, hot apple cider, yeah. um, both uh, with with alcohol and without. Okay. Which, um, and then we'd have some other like, it, it, and then people would usually wearing like plaid or flannel. Yeah, people uh, people took that opportunity to break out their their fall wardrobe. Yeah, and which is I, among I, the best wardrobe. For I have people. to say, I'm trying to think now. I don't I don't think there is any other season where people are so excited to transition the wardrobe. So for example, Summer, people... now here's the, no one is like, oh, I can't wait to bring out my t-shirts. You know what I mean? Like mm. people enjoy it, but they're not excited in the same way. Are people are excited about having like a hot girl summer. What's a hot girl summer? You, you don't know what I'm talking about? There's like a whole thing this year. It's a whole like meme and somebody I'm, on Twitter I'm, said, have, get yourself a hot girl summer. And I'm it's not... like, everyone, it's like, how do you have, how, live your best life yeah. as if you're a hot girl during I summer? I believe you. I'm just unfamiliar with it. Right. So my point is. Are you excited to see snow? Yes. Are you excited to wear a giant like snowman of a coat? Not really. Are you excited by the warmer temperatures in spring? Absolutely. Are you excited to, I don't know, wear a wear a rain jacket? No. You're just kind of like glad it's not winter anymore. Are you excited to wear t-shirt or um, you know your your sundress? Like you again, you like it, but I feel like when you, there is a trope even of this idea of like people can't wait to break out the sweaters and the jackets and the boots. And uh, it's the funnest wardrobe option because I, I feel like it is the maximum combination of like, um, like pieces of the ensemble mixed with the, the, the pleasantness of the climate itself. Yeah. It's cozy without being cold. That's right. Whereas like summer, there's not much to it, and then it gets hot, and it's like it's largely a part of just you don't want to wear much of much. You just because wear it's a, so a hot. T-shirt because it's right. so hot. Um, and then you and know, I think I think also fall wardrobe is arguably uh, people. Uh, if 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 you have a great body, you look good all yes. year round. Uh, if you if you don't have the you know platonic ideal of a body, uh, then wearing clothes you uh, might look best. In autumn clothing, right? Gives, Even more so than winter clothing, no, I, no, I and think you're definitely right. more so than uh, spring or spring or summer. summer. It gives you a lot of options to um, optimize to make the most of your look. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I think you're right. So there's lots of reasons. There's lots of these overlapping explanations, overlapping reasons for why people like, um, you know, sweater weather. When was the last time you went apple picking? A couple years ago. I don't think we've gone with Emmy. So I think it was. A couple years ago, like you know, probably the year Jess was pregnant um, with Jack. Yeah, he would have been three because three, year, you know, three-year-olds are fun. And uh, we went to New Jersey, and we did, you know, we went somewhere that has apple picking and, and pumpkin selection. And it was fun. And did you do this in spring? No, you only do it in the fall. Yeah, yeah. Harvest, Harvest. is the is the sort of. Um, archetype i guess of the season sure it's the the end of the growing season you're going to you know um it's also the last of the like in sort of like uh traditional uh you know agricultural societies it's the last of the like uh benevolent weather because the winter is hard traditionally like now we just think of it as annoying but like throughout much of human history it was like we have to store food for winter and some people might not survive Right. It was winter was a thing to be survived. Uh, Whereas fall, it's like, okay, this is the last of our good weather. This is our last chance to make it to to finish our preparation for winter. And so I think that's part of the 
attachment to it is this melancholy of like, okay, goodbye summer, goodbye good weather, you know, let's let's hope we make it to the spring. Right. To everything. There is a season. All right, what's the next topic? Gambling. Um, I have a couple thoughts on gambling. So one is the uh, kind of the norms around gambling and like the mm-hmm. the the, the like uh, cultural norms. Cultural norms. Are, well, I mean, maybe not the norms around it, but the uh, the taboos around gambling. Okay. Right? Why is it a vice? Right. The idea it's of gambling a, it is, a, is vice. a taboo vice yeah. subject. And then, um, and then my uh, second area I want to talk about is my personal experience with mm-hmm. gambling. Um, you might have an anecdote or two to share. Uh, perhaps. Uh, so. So why is gambling a vice? Why is it seen as even for those who engage in it, they recognize that part of it is the well, it's thrill funny. of there's it. A, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that I think fall in this category where um, it's a vice because of the people who abuse it or or arguably are abused by it. Um, you know, you could say uh, sex and drugs and and partying are are, are in similar where rock it's like, and roll. Well, there's a you know basically a moderate amount of it is more or less harmless. But yet, but but it is um, obviously associated associated in an obvious way with behavior that can lead to real problems. Sure. Right. Sure. Uh, and there's definitely an uh, an ugly underbelly to it. Yeah. There's sort of a well. Okay. Is it bad because there because there's a vulgarity to it, or is 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 that a is the vulgarity a uh, outgrowth of it of its badness? Right. And and if it is it bad because it is like so taking a libertarian argument is it bad because it's either in some ways either illegal or regulated to some regard so if there well, that were, doesn't make it bad i know no but like but but it makes it something that no it does make it bad because it makes it bad because if it's something that's illegal well, uh, well sure but like cannabis has long been illegal and now it's becoming legal the it didn't change the only thing that changed was was its legal status was its criminal status Right, but the thing it's, itself didn't become better or worse. But there's still uh, some cultural. It was. Is, I think cannabis is still, even though it's legalized. Uh, that's interesting. Let's let's put let's put pot aside. Okay. Uh, and let's get back to gambling. Yeah. And um, is it bad? Like, should it be considered okay, bad? Right. So that's a, that's should, okay. Like, interesting like, question. Is it bad? Yeah. Because there are some things we can agree are bad or good. There is a, a genuine moral quality to certain things. So is gambling bad? Yeah. So that's a pretty big category. Right. right. Well, so I think we yeah. That's why we need to come up with uh, some kind of because arguably or, you could say, you know, one form of gambling is what do you think the color of the next car is, and it's just a it's just a game kids are playing to pass the time, right? Right. And that's like I remember you know growing up in a uh, evangelical Protestant uh, community. Stop bragging. It was, um, it was widely considered to be universally bad, like in the same in the sense that. You know, the strong version of this was, yeah, you shouldn't play games of chance. You, you, some people would avoid, bo- not, not us, would avoid board games with dice. Yeah. Like dice themselves were seen to be a sort of like a container of Satan. And right. you, you should avoid associations of any kind with something as simple as dice. Because that's, that's, uh, it goes against God's will in the sense that you're mocking from this okay. viewpoint, you're mocking so, the sense that God is all is powerful in control, right. and is in control. You're implying that there is randomness or there is chance. Right. Okay. So let's put that it's religiosity the, aside. Uh, omnipotence yeah. of God. But I think that's a big component. To it. I, I do. I agree. But I'm not interested in in religion's view of gambling. I think what, what's interesting is to think about like, okay, on one end you have this sort of like lighthearted, you know, um, 
structurally sim- ga- structurally it is gambling mm-hmm. um where okay so let's let's actually let's um define it a little bit right what does it mean to gamble about something i think there's two components one is an element of chance and one is stakes of some kind yeah, a if wager you, yeah right if you and i say what do you think the color of the next car is i think it's red i think it's blue and then it comes around the corner and it's like ah you win like the stakes are just who wins like that's almost yeah, there's, not, yeah, there's that's, no, that's not gambling right that's, that's just a pastime and but there needs to be something at stake if we put a, a dollar on it right yeah. so i think so my 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 um I'd like to propose a hypothesis, which is that the degree of how good or bad the gambling activity is, is largely a function of the wager, and specifically the wager, the relationship between the wager and the wager, or and the gambler, the wager and the gambler. Yeah. So it's basically how um, risky is that wager to you and your and your person. Right. And so the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, in, in the U.S. that regulates the capital markets, uh, the, the federal agency that does so, uh, has this concept of an accredited investor. Right. And an accredited investor... Basically, do you have enough money to lose? Yeah. And so it's just trying so, to protect the mom and pop and I think individual this, investor. In the specifics, so it's like you have to have uh, you have to have an income over two hundred thousand, for example, and, if you're an individual, or, or liquid assets of X uh, amount, yeah, or th- um, things a like that, right? or something like that. Um, and but so I think it's the same thing when we're talking about, and I think there's a lot to debunk around uh, whether the accredited investor is a good concept or hmm. whether the limits they currently have. But to your point of the issue of a of a, a wager is, can the gambler? afford that wager i mean what is how what's the difference between a wager and and speculation in the market you know i mean and i I don't mean that to be like cute like i buy a share of something speculatively i'm not looking for the dividends right i literally i believe it's going to go up Mm -hmm. i could be right i could be wrong i put i put actual money on the table how is that different than um than gambling is it just a is is it just that the uh length of time the time window is much smaller. You know, you go to Las Vegas, you're going to make bets and have them pay out one way or the other multiple times per night. Mm. You invest in the stock market, unless you're a day trader, your um, your time horizon is much longer. Mm. Is that the difference? Because the mechanics are very similar. Well, that's what, uh, that's a lot of criticisms of, you know, casino capitalism, they call it. When they're talking about people who are, uh, speculators and not investors, but right. I think there's a there's not a, a it's 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 hard to parse out what's the the difference. So I think okay, so let's let, let me introduce another element: is to what degree is the player capable of employing skill mm. to affect the outcome? Okay, okay, and that's the idea of investing. The difference between an investor and a speculator is a uh, investor is doing careful research and weighing the risks and the right. opportunities and and everything else. And so I would say. One way to determine that is, are there people who regularly win above average, right? If we're playing the coin flipping game, there is no strategy that anyone can employ, in, if it's a, assuming it's a fair coin, um, to win more often than chance. There's just no, the, the math says there's no way to do it. That is pure gambling. And then at the other end of the scale, there's probably something where, um, you know, I, th- I actually think poker is a good example where, um, if you know what you're doing, you if you're if you're enough better a a, prof, a professional poker player if you put them in a you know middle tier uh, table will will win mm-hmm. just th- due to skill yeah um, despite the fact that there is a um, 
element of chance, their skill nevertheless has is a controlling factor. So, and there's a spectrum there, right? Um, I'm, on, I'm on the low end of that spectrum. Yeah, is that right? Poker. I am. Yeah. I am. I am a bad poker player. I'm just gonna say that. So, somewhere. So the fact that you have somebody like um, Warren Buffett who has a track record of beating the market tells me that investing is at least in some ways not pure gambling. Um, spinning a roulette wheel is pure gambling. So personally, some, I, I don't know the, it, it seems like the, a lot of the moral calculus comes out of whether this is a game of skill or a game of chance. Right. And I think games of chance are seen as um, bad why are they seen as bad? Why are they seen as bad? Because I don't disagree with that moral judgment. I think it's a relative, I think it's a misdemeanor. I think it's more like you're engaging in uh, foolhardy behavior, not necessarily. Well, but if, if it's a game of chance only if the stakes are too high. Right. So if we're putting a, if we're betting nickels, who cares? If we're betting, you know, thousands of dollars, then, then, then that's bad. That's, are you saying that's what makes it different? Well, if, if it, it all depends on how much we have to bet. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, and, and so it's, it's, what it's I was not just nickels or, or, or thousands because, you know, Warren Buffett can bet thousands and right. it's, who cares? Right. Um, so you're saying whether or not you're betting an amount that you could lose or you could afford to lose. Right. Can you afford to lose? Okay. Is, is, and how, you know, so when I, when I have engaged in gambling in uh, casinos, I, uh, I take it as entertainment money. So I, I, I right. take out some that's, amount that, of money. That's the traditional way of looking right. at it. Right, and I'm, I'm like, here's the amount of money I'm willing to lose. Um, and then I go and I gamble. Uh, and then I lose that and I take out more money. <laughs> right. Because I was lying to myself the first time, but this is the amount of money I'm really comfortable losing because I've got to chase those And after those that's losses. gone. And then after that's gone, you're like, I, do right. the, I put my credit card into the ATM and do a cash advance on that. Uh-huh. And then when that's... No, no. I think you're getting at the hint. I think you're... But here's the thing. It's like... Maybe the sort of aura of moral questionability comes from a recognition that gambling is taking advantage of certain elements of human nature against our own interests. It's creating a slippery slope. Right. Right. So it's kind of saying, in exchange for something entertaining, how about you get close to this slippery slope? So it's, it really comes down to three things. So it's uh, risk, return, and skill. So the, the risk is how much can you afford to... To lose, to lose on something, right? right? And uh, the the skill is how savvy are you at actually? What are you uh, able to? Influence? What are you able to? How how much are you able to affect the outcome, or how right. much of it is just a chance and randomness? Uh, and then the payoff and the return is is another category. If so you win, if you win, uh, what, you know what what do you get? What do you get? And uh, and what are the odds of you winning that? Okay. Right. So I would say somebody buying um, a uh, $1 or $2 Powerball ticket, mm -hmm. you know, where they have a one in a, you know, basically a zero chance. Yeah. One in a hundred billion chance yeah. of winning. Um, but, okay. but, but they're buying a cap downside of $2, right? You have a downside of $2, but somebody who is instead going to the casino and, um, putting in lots of money and they could win, they're not going to win a hundred billion, right. right uh, on that, at that craps table. Um, but they might, the upside is, um, is a you know you know well it's, it's your, some your I, I think of your upside in a casino as roughly on the order of what you're wagering. It could be it could be larger by maybe an order of magnitude, but it's like they're they're similar amounts, right? If you go and you're spending in the hundreds, 
you're probably going to win in the hundreds or maybe the thousands. With the, you know, you might like, but you're not going to win in the hundreds of millions. That's right. Uh, a lottery but, is the other extreme where right. it's like a very small bet, very small chance, but a very big payoff. Right. And then there are slot machines, which are kind of like mini lotteries. Right. Right. And then I'm sure the casinos have looked at like the, you know, what do they call it? The price point umbrellas where you want to have everything from the, from the lottery down to whatever the bets are, where, you know, you put in something, you've got a very high chance of basically just winning a small amount back and everything in between. I'm yeah. sure that's been analyzed that I'm not interested in. You were, you were creating a structure. Well, that I think that, but that feeds into the, uh, whether it is good or bad. So it's like this idea of, yeah, what um, makes it good or bad? Yeah. And so it's the, I the, was suggesting it's the slippery slope. It's, it's slippery slope is a piece of it. And I think that's related to this, this, uh, how much are you wagering? Right. Okay. And so what's your, and what's your risk and what's your right. upside, what's your downside? Yeah. So a $2 lottery ticket is way different than a couple thousand dollars of losses. Right. right? In fact, I remember it being moderately scandalous when, <laughs> so when, uh, my wife started, uh, and I started spending Christmases together and we would go to Oklahoma and my wife wanted to include as just sort of a fun gift for, for every, you know, in, for everybody in the family, something that her family has routinely done, uh, which is a fun scratch off lottery ticket. Scratch off lottery tickets right. in Christmas stockings right. is a mainstay okay. of, of my family. I often do it. It was, it was a, um, a very mild scandal Ooh. because it's seen as gambling. So sure. the fact that my grandmother, like, she like participated, but like, it was almost like, well, she's from New York, so we'll allow it. It was, it was like this, this it, heathen from New York yeah, is coming in. Yeah. She doesn't know better. So, <laughs> but, but it's like lottery tickets are like literally lottery tickets. Even a $5 scratch off fun Christmas themed lottery ticket was seen as like, um, I don't know the same way you might say it's like, oh, we're trying an open marriage. It's like, right. oh geez, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. Like this could have real consequences if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, she put the hoe in that ho, ho, ho scratch off. <laughs> that's exactly what we're trying to say. Yeah. Uh, and did your grandmother perform an exorcism uh, afterwards? Uh, if there was some lightweight uh, mid afternoon version of that, <laughs> she would have lightweight mid afternoon. I think that instead of that'd be called an exercise. <laughs> so there is a deep suspicion of gambling which I think is also carefully... Um, what about a raffle? What about a church raffle? Right, okay. What about... Uh, we would never have had a church raffle. Oh, really? No, that's okay. gambling. Are you kidding me? Sure. Uh, and no bingo, I suppose. No! Bingo was also name-checked his... as a thing to avoid. Well, his, the, his name was Bingo. Well, that was his name O. That was, but also, was Bingo the name of the dog or the name of the farmer? There was a farmer had a dog, and Bingo was his name. Oh. I think I always thought it was the dog's name. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. I don't know. Old MacDonald had a farm, and Bingo was nope. his name. Oh. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 So I'm pretty sure Old MacDonald's the name of the, of the farmer. No! This is obvious nope. to anybody with a pair how of ears. You, how much do you want to wager? <laughs> so, right, now, okay. so how, much, how much has Google changed uh, wagers now? Well, wagering especially in the age of Google, is closely related to something that is a fundamental part of human nature, which is predicting the unpredictable. That's where it comes from. Like, we can, we can put rules around it and turn, you know, create, invent dice and so on. Um, but it's also like, what's the weather tomorrow, right? That's, it's stuff that is, we are um, cognitive beings in an uncertain world, and 
gambling is a, a structured way of clarifying our thinking and our predictions about the world. So it's about mm. making predictions. And I think that's part of what like, um, you know, if you're, if you're going to just outrule outlaw all gambling, which is sort of like the, the conservative religious way of, of doing it, um, you're losing something, right? You're losing this idea that like putting stakes on something makes you take it more seriously. Mm. So this is where you have things like prediction markets, right? Where it's like, if you put money down, it's worth more to you than if you're just talking. I mean, well, I, 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 as I mentioned before, I, I do the scratch yeah. off, uh, scratch uh, tickets, off lotteries. lottery tickets uh, for family members. But you also, do you actually do, and I, I, I'm not setting you up here, but do you actually do the like, your like soft limit, hard limit for how much you want to spend at a given uh, gambling event? Uh, yeah, if I'm if I'm going if I find myself in a casino, I don't necessarily. <laughs> how'd I get here? How'd I get here? No, I mean I, I I know why I get to the casinos, but like I I probably go to a casino on average twice a year. Okay, and it's never a or it rarely has been like a destination. Like I plan a trip just to go to this casino. So this is why you said find yourself. Right. It's like I'm in I'm in a place that might that happens to have a casino, or I'm there uh, for other reasons, and there's a casino nearby. Right. Sure, I'll check it out. How uh, much of a casino's allure comes from the fact that it's sort of a controlled activity? So, in other words, hmm. in in the U.S., you know, it's it's Las Vegas or it's Atlantic City or it's a, a reservation. Um, it's not. You know, it's basically like it's like you have to go to a special place. Right. Imagine if, I don't know, there's a slot machine everywhere. This sounds terrible, but like imagine if there's a slot machine everywhere, and every, um, I don't know, it was un, it was common for restaurants to have. Right. I don't know. Right. Like uh, a kino. Or yeah. Exactly. Like a right. like a like a craps table. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it was just kind of everywhere. Like, would that make it less special? I think, I think it would both make it less special and also more dangerous. Um, yeah, but there it, are there it, are lottery tickets everywhere, and now right? you can do online sports betting everywhere, right? Or not everywhere, but I think it's become more common. I don't do. I mean, with the internet, it's like you can you if you want to, you can gamble about virtually anything from your phone. Sure. Uh, so I there is something to, um, I you know this this if you will bear with me, bear with me, bear with me, a romantic notion of gambling okay. of the. Um, how am you know, I supposed the, to bear with that? Well, just you know the the yeah, it's it, tuxedos the James Bond, and uh, Monte, Carlo, Monte Carlo, right? Yeah, and there is something to that that sure, I find compelling. Well, yeah. I was just watching uh, Ocean's Eleven, which I was, which I remember as being an extremely cool movie. But now it's 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 almost twenty years old, so it's it, we're we're removed enough from it that it's kind of of a previous era, um, and it's interesting to see how my memory as of is of it being very glitzy but if you look at the actual environments they're in they're they're just in you know it's not actually that fancy no it's it's actually a little well, bit you know what i mean well so, so i would say so i was um i was recently in vegas i was in, well maybe eight months ago i was in vegas uh and for an event and uh but we were only there for one night i think maybe uh -huh. two nights um and by you know the second day we wanted to get out of there right um and so a couple observations about that. One is when you arrive in the airport. To your point of have right. gambling everywhere, that's there what are, I remember. There are there are slot machines in the airport, and then in the casinos. Going to different casinos, there are you know different tiers of casinos, and there right. are some really nice casinos. I don't know how to say it. Like the the hotels themselves, the grounds uh, are well manicured. Uh, the lobbies are beautiful with great artwork and architecture and lighting and 
Um, and there's some, you know, there's, it's, it's, it, there can be some uh, excitement to that. Um, and then when you get into certain areas where there are table games, it can be, you know, how good is the lighting? How good is the carpeting? How good are the, uh, the uh, finishes and everything else? What are the outfits of the, the staff and all that? So that you can, it, it can have, there are various degrees, varying degrees of uh, allure to that. Okay? Right. Um, but then I feel like no matter what, slot machines are always tacky. <laughs> there's there's, there's no just, classy there's, slot there's machines. There's no classy slot machines. Right. And the noise of slot machines oh, is, yeah, it's awful. Is, is awful. And so I, so I, I can't remember... I, I can't recall how many times I've played on a slot machine. It's minuscule. Maybe maybe I've played on five slot machines in my right. life. Something outrageously small. Um, and I just have no interest in slot machines whatsoever. Um, although I do recall one of my earliest memories of uh, slot machines was Full House. Mm. When uh, I think it was Stephanie or DJ, I'm not sure, one of the Tanners, uh, they were in, found themselves in Vegas, and they they hit a slot machine, um, and they won a um, won big. But then it was discovered that they were underage, and there's like, oh wait, this is bad, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like a classic Full House plot. Yeah, and especially now that slot machines don't have the actual slot, they don't. <laughs> it's just, it's all touchscreen, oh. so there's no you're not pulling you're not a pulling lever. a lever. No, I feel like uh, they're missing an opportunity there. I, I feel know. like the lever is fun. Well, uh. and also the other thing about slot machines besides the headache of the noise and right. the lights the and the overstimulation and the seizure-inducing, you know, uh, effects of that um, is if you look around a, uh, a casino, any casino, anywhere in the world, the slot machines, people playing the slot machines, you're going to be sad about the human condition. It's yeah. just, it's just, it's not, it's not James Bond in a tuxedo. Uh, oh, it's not that. It's not that. That's not. Because that's what I was picturing. No, it's mostly it, young. Well-connected men in tuxedos, <laughs> yeah, playing slot machines. Playing slot machines, no. And I think most casinos are older people who seem to be spending a lot of time at, in front of the slot machine, who also seem to be not in a position to be able to lose that much money, right? Uh, and it makes so we're you, getting back to what 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 can you afford to lose, right? And and one thing you can afford to lose or can't afford to lose is is your time and your you know yes. your. I, I do think that there is some. Um, element of casinos where they are designed to be disorienting and right. addicting. I, so w- I've only been to Las Vegas once, but w- we found ourselves uh, rather we had we we went to dinner at the Venetian, the restaurant in the Venetian, where they have the artificial uh, canal and with real gondolas from Italy. With real, oh, I didn't know they were. Oh real yeah, from, they're real gondolas. Oh, from, how about from, that? Yeah. So they have real gondolas, and it's inside, but it's lit in a way has this this sort of like domed ceiling with a um, realistically painted clouds and well they're it's a painted ceiling of yeah. clouds i'm not sure how realistic it, it is. it's as realistic as a painting can be sure right okay but it's lit to be like magic hour all the time right so it's lit to be uh soft pleasant uh but it does lighting. change over time subtly S- and slower than real time sure so what happened is that we get there we wait for the reservation. It's crowded. We sit down. We have a perfectly nice uh, evening. And then as we're leaving, my my monkey brain says, oh, what a nice evening we've had. It's still early. Let's go do something. Mm. And then I look and it's, I don't know, 1030 or something like that. It's, it's, it's an hour or two later than I thought it was, all because of the lighting. 
And you were enjoying yourself. Well, and I was. Time flies. Totally. And so to that end, I, th- I feel like, yes, they are trying to create environments where um, that are deceiving. And this is another element to, I think, to the... Uh... Okay, so how much is of, of the, um, the sort of moral reputation of gambling comes from casinos specifically? Because there's a oh, difference between you and me in a f- poker game where it's just man versus man. Casinos, though, are a a large designed entity. Man versus nature. It's man versus also nature knows, of a way. Also known as the house. Also right. known as the odds. Yeah, a man versus the house is very different. And in that case, I feel like that's the that's just a different proposition than uh, you know even playing dice. Um, I feel like the traditional way of gambling throughout you know antiquity was groups of people it's like um you know groups of people basically against each other mm. whereas like a casino is uh, a house of gambling yeah and i think I, I i sort of follow the logic that that is um morally dubious oh interesting that it's like okay you've created you've created something that is meant to deceive people against their better nature it is sort of anti-human no but you're giving and, them freely choose people who freely choose to walk into that casino right and they there's no other you can't play craps among a group of friends why not because there is a house because there's no one to pay out right right so you're saying you need a house in order for certain games to exist sure yeah okay that's that's true and i'm not suggesting we ban or, st- or stop this i'm just saying that um i think the deceptive nature is where a lot of the um where some of the I think I, I'm not sure if it's the dece- moral I, I, assessment. I'm comes not sure from. if it's the deceptive nature as much as it is the, uh, or maybe it's de- deception nature is a part of it, but it's more about the addictive nature. So just like right. people talk about I, the I addiction of, of screen time, and, right, and the social media, right. Apps. So imagine if you lost, you had the potential to lose money while, you know, scrolling through social media app. Well, you're you're losing time. You're losing exactly. attention. No, exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying. I think the hard dollars is the thing that separates that from people who lose time, quote unquote, to other hobbies. Right? People who watch too much sports, or you know, look at Facebook too often, or play too much video games. I think there's something about the fact that like you can go and yes, you can win, but the odds are literally against you. Yeah. You're, you're more. You know, the vast majority of people, vast majority of the time, are going to walk away poorer than when they first came, and right. so they package it as like, oh, it was entertainment, and it's like, well, it's a little bit of a fig leaf, right? And I feel like they they put up these small little signs in certain places of casinos where they say, "Do you have a gambling problem?" Right. Call this eight hundred number. Yeah, of course. And of course, that's not going to do anything. If they were really serious about it, if there is true regulation uh, about this, you would have all kinds of behavioral nudges where mm. there are clocks everywhere telling you the time. Sure. Um, and that, or there would be the standards are, for what's the, healthy or not healthy, and, and that you are you you as you walk in, you sign a document or you 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 ensure that you know here is how much you maybe pre-commit to how much you are willing to spend. Sure. And things like that. Right. And, and, and and the casinos are are designed for the opposite of that. Right. Which again is is in their interest. I'm not surprised by that. I do enjoy a, occasional gambling, and it's because it's, you know, as I said, two maybe three times a year. It's a special occasion. Right. It's a special trip. It's it's yeah. it's uh you know I'm going to a casino. Right. Um, and I don't waste my time with a lot of the. I'm not just gambling to gambling. I I, I don't like to do electronic. What do you versions. like to do? So I I like blackjack and I like craps. Okay. Uh, and those are pretty much it. I'll occasionally do, uh, I'll occasionally do some uh, roulette, uh, and but that's really it. Hmm. Uh, that's all I do. You don't do any like um, <clears throat> I don't do any poker. Right. Uh, I don't do any other. I, I I've done. I don't really like baccarat. 
uh, or Baccarat or whatever you say it, uh, Burt Baccarat, Blackjack. Um, uh, or any of the other, I, you know, I just, it's just not my thing and I don't do any slots, but I, mm. I, I do craps for, a, you know, I have a set amount of, uh, money for craps. And the problem with craps is you can lose that in two minutes. Mm. I can go with all the money I plan to play with right. and I can lose it in two minutes or I can, uh, go on a run, uh, uh, you know, a ride with craps for, uh, for, you know, 45 minutes and, and, and quadruple my money or right. something, you know, something crazy. Um, so it is, craps is very volatile. Um, blackjack doesn't have to be, isn't always as volatile as so it's more of a slow, kind of modest uh, burn so i kind of i i've i usually uh go back and forth between those depending on do i want that quick rush right or do i want just like the the longer pace uh, uh enjoyment and i do think of it as but i i get that not in my stomach that i enjoy okay and it's the thrill and i'm i often when i'm doing well on craps i put the, take the chips off the table put it in my pocket and you know, try to pretend, and I do all these games with myself, and put some things in some pocket, something in the other. Really, saying that okay, how now, many pockets do you have? Well, I, I mean, who's counting? <laughs> the pocket so, counter. I yeah. don't know. Uh, and I and I play all kinds, of, or I'll I'll put them the chips on even in the in the little chip tray they have for you at the craps table i'll put some to one side thinking okay that's what i came with that's what i've already won then everything else are my winnings or here's how much i'm willing to lose and things like that but then of course if i go down i'll go i'll still pull out from my pocket the ones that i had set aside as those are my winnings brian right so i play all those games with myself and i know i'm playing the games with myself and it's still fun and it's still entertainment and if i win a few hundred dollars i'm excited uh, if I lose a few hundred dollars, I'm upset, but not devastated. Got it. All right. What's the next topic? Breakfast cereal. I'm a big fan of breakfast cereal. Uh, and it's really problematic in many ways. <laughs> That's of all the words I, th- I would have guessed that you could apply to breakfast cereal. Problematic is not something I would have. Yeah. Cause, on my list. cause, cause most, I, I feel like there, let's, let's, ca- let's like segment the breakfast cereals, right? Is, so I mean, why, there, why there's, wouldn't we? There's How like, could we avoid there's, the breakfast cereals? Yeah. Right. There's sugar in a box. Yeah. Right. And then there's, uh, ostensibly healthy in a box. Okay. Um, right. So this is more like what they're pitching than it is what they're, so, so or what's in the box. What? Let's say what's well, a, in one box, there's sugar in another box. There's ostensibly healthy. Again, ostensibly implies, uh, the, and then there's the, maybe the, those the, are the two extremes, and then there's somewhere in between that's. So, the, so you, what you're saying is there's a spectrum yeah. between the ones that are claiming some health benefits, healthiness. There's well, they're all are, they're all claiming health benefits. Well, I, that's a, for the kid uh, cereal. That's just a fig leaf. Yeah, I would say they're really selling fun, right? So you have the ones that are selling fun, and you have the ones that are selling health, and you have things that are kind of in the middle. Yeah, but I'm also saying what's in the box, and and there's a spectrum within the box, and one one spectrum is. So you're you're saying there are objectively one, ones that are objectively more healthy or less healthy. Yeah. Right. So you have the, like you said the sugar cereal, the the kid cereal that is like literally just sugar, yep. just packaged sugar, just uh, f- foam, you know, uh, uh, cereal foam in different shapes and colors. Uh, on the other end, you have something like, um, you know, bran and oats and right. and things like that. Yeah, All which right. is like it probably doesn't taste that good. Uh, as as good because it has less sugar, but you eat it in a cereal format. Yeah. Okay. Um, so growing up, uh, we tended to have not the worst of the kids' cereals. What but did maybe, you have? Because I can name check every yeah, cereal. Yeah. So, we and ever I think, had. but we'd have we had Cheerios, we had Honey Nut Cheerios, we had Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which I think was a little bit more on the uh, yeah. That's that's yeah. adventurous. But if for some reason we had we 
it was a special treat at when we'd go to my grandma's house. We would have Fruit Loops there. Oh wow! And she would have, she stocked the Fruit Loops. Yeah, and she would have two percent milk, and we at home we'd have <laughs> skim milk. Skim milk. And so it was just it was just a much better yeah. uh, you know taste experience. We'd occasionally have Lucky Charms. Um, we did go through phases of like uh, I think what's that called. Um, well, a cookie crisp. Uh, <laughs> I think co- it's called cookie crisp. Uh, co- but I unless, think unless you have to say it that way. Am um, I saying it wrong? No. Have and then what was the honey? The not honey nut cherries, but like the Apple graham cinnamon. crackers. It was like graham cracker. Uh, uh, cinnamon toast crunch. No, not not cinnamon oh, toast crunch. No, I know what you mean. Like a, uh, yeah, it's the graham cracker one. Yeah, smacks. Smacks. No, that's, that's a different mm, one. Something like that. There's so many. There were so There's many. So many. Um, and then we'd. And ha- there was a time when I felt like I had a good handle on the entire taxonomy. Like going down the aisle, I was like, "Yep, that I I know all of these from commercials or and it's like those are the honey ones. Those are the those are the citrus ones. Yep. Those are the ones that are colorful. Those are the ones that are not colorful. Those. Are, I, I feel like I I had a sense. There wasn't a single uh, box of cereal that I was unfamiliar with. Oh but, yeah, which is which is insane. And, and I knew a lot about like the backstory of a lot of the characters yeah. too. You know, like even yeah, if I, I didn't, if I didn't eat them, I still was aware of like the, uh, you know, they're after. That's what I mean by charms. the taxonomy, like um, where it kind of where it fits in the animal kingdom. That is right. Who's the bunny rabbit? That was uh, that was tricks. Tricks, tricks are tricks. for kids. Yeah, silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. Like right. that, there's a whole like story. I there, almost right? feel like we watched episodes of the show that was tricks cereal commercials yes and they I, I remember occasionally they'd have a promotion where it would be you know um let's say it's lucky charms and it's like uh will he or will he not find the new lucky i forget what the details when, when they're rolling out a new charm right, they're rolling yeah. out a new thing or whatever or, so, or it's like tricks they're going to have a new flavor or they're going to take a flavor away or whatever it is it's just but it's this ginned up controversy and yeah but they produced multiple commercials as part of the buildup. Yeah. So then, and I found myself sucked in. I was probably prime Rice Krispie treats. Rice Krispies, I'm sorry. Rice Krispies. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. So they're all, the, so I actually remember also seeing a like, marketing documentary uh, many years ago, like when I was still relatively young. So I wasn't like, I don't think I was even yet an adult, but I still, so I watched this marketing documentary about how that, uh, that, that, the cereal companies would create these characters and have the eyes looking down. Mm. Um, and the idea was that as parents are driving their shopping cart down the aisle, that the eyes of the characters were supposed to be looking at the level of the kids. Oh, okay. Either in the carts or down standing below, but behind, uh, down, down below from the parents. So it's, ah, interesting. it's a weird, like that these You're going to take advantage were, of the children by working, by, by designing your boxes to interface with them at their height. Wh- not cocoa puffs, puffs, but uh, what was the corn puffs? Was there one like just the little balls? Uh, kicks, kicks. Was that kicks? Well, kicks was was just plain corn, round corn balls. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that just came to me now. We, we did do a lot of that. Um, and so now as an adult, yeah. we still we still get cereal. You stock cereal? Yeah, we get uh, Life, mm-hmm. um, which. Let's say it's somewhere in between. It's somewhere in the middle. I would I would call that adult fun cereal. It's adult fun in that cereal. It's not. It's pitched as healthy. It's not it's healthy. It's not healthy. It's delicious. Yeah, but it's not. It's not a bowl of sugar, but it's close. How is it not? Yeah, I mean, it's not just a bowl of sugar, what? but it's close. What what okay, ingre- well, let me what tell ingredient you. is the not other sugar? thing? The other thing we get we get kashi, like some kind of that's kashi, closer to closer to uh, healthy, and then and then we get Fruit Loops. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah. really, you just moved the the goalposts so that 
life is in the middle for you be- yes. because you get Fruit Loops. Because we have Fruit Loops. Yeah. So that's okay. really, that's really uh, grounding it yeah. uh, at, at, that, at that level. But, you know, it, why we ordered Fruit Loops probably about a year ago is running a l- meeting and it was the first time this group of people at work were coming together and we did an icebreaker and mm. I had people go around and say, uh, you like name and department and uh, your favorite breakfast cereal for okay. some reason that was like, and that triggered me to say Fruit Loops and I hadn't thought about Fruit Loops in a long time. Yeah. And uh, I and, think- and since then. And, then, and then I went and I that night I think I ordered Fruit Loops. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we go through. You go through a lot of Fruit Loops. Yeah. And now the thing is, like, I, I don't like eating breakfast cereal now in the morning. What you eat it for? Well, I'll just eat. I, I might have it as like a like after dinner. It's almost like dessert. Okay. It, uh, I would say it's better classified as a dessert. Yeah. So when I eat it, which is it, you know irregularly. Um, and I, especially when I have in the morning or uh, I'm like, oh, this was a mistake. It just doesn't feel good. It's, <laughs> it's a not- little bit like eat, every time I have um, some kind of Danish or a mystery pastry for mm. breakfast, I have the same reaction where it's yeah. just like, well, that was tasty going down, but this is the wrong time of day. Yeah. And it's, it's not in that last, it, it, it tastes yeah, it's good gonna, while you're eating. And then right away, it's like, oh, that, I made a I, I have mistake. Made a, I have made a mistake. I should have yes. had an avocado instead. I, that's but. right. I actually think avocado is the opposite of a breakfast cereal. That might be right. I mean, well, it's eggs sometimes I think of it, but I think... Yeah, eggs are pretty... Eggs and eggs are in the same thing where it's, you know, it's much more fat and protein. It's much more savory than sweet. Uh, it's it's kind of a whole rather than, than... I think the form factor of breakfast cereal is incredibly peculiar. Mm. It's one of these things where, you know, you find out about um, other cultures and they have some kind of strange noodle dish or something. It's like, and they eat it with a, you know, hairdryer or something, whatever, some some combination. And it's like... Wow, I'm gonna I can't that, believe that hair dryer reference. I can't believe a whole over. culture, uh, you know, just millions of people all, you know, eat this food in this weird way. And I'm like, breakfast cereal is our weird food it eaten totally in a weird is. way. Yeah. Like the the rest of the world is like, what? Like, are what doing? are you doing? So you're telling me you take this? The, first of all, you have this incredibly manufactured thing, right? Yeah. It comes in a bag inside a box. You're gonna pour it into a bowl. That so far it that makes on the sense. Shelf for like it's, months, it's, it's, right? It's it's incredibly shelf stable, which is already a little suspicious. You're gonna pour it into a bowl. That's the part that makes sense because it is, you know, it's a bunch of, but it, it it's a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. Then you're gonna pour a liquid over it, but specifically it's milk, which you know is not milk. Milk is a kind of a loaded, um, you know, it's not water, it's not a juice, yeah. it's not a broth, it's yeah. milk. Yeah. which is like basically a food for babies. And it's like, okay, so you're going to pour milk over it. And unlike almost every other food where you start with something dry and pour uh, a liquid over it as, as, as part of the cooking process, no, you are then fighting the cooking process. You're oh, fighting yeah, yeah. the process that you the kicked clock, off. The clock, the clock is ticking. Yeah. Exactly. So you're not, it's not like cooking pasta or making something where you're going to, you know, you're going to take something dry. You're going to combine it with this liquid and, and reach some ideal state. It's like, no, no, no. The ideal state is the, is the millisecond after you're finished pouring. Mm, I would, I would push back on that a little bit. Okay. I you, think you think, you think there's it's a, it's not the millisecond spot. after. I Fine. think it's, it's maybe 30 seconds after okay. or it's 30 seconds to a minute. Time. Yeah. The, the time, which, which is smaller, the time window of the ideal. Well, there's T zero and then T plus 30 and T plus you know, 60 and T plus, you know, yeah. and I think that the ideal time to start eating breakfast cereal is if T zero is when you pour the milk, when I would you say, finish pouring the milk, or when you, you finish pouring, pouring the milk. The milk. Okay. okay. I'm just saying, okay. Sometimes but, it takes a while. Okay. Let's and say start, T zero is when you finish start pouring the milk. Okay. You better finish pouring it by T three or four. Okay. okay. Um, and then so I think you get like a three Mississippi. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe a five Mississippi if you're yeah. you know in a rush. Okay, and you don't want to spill it. All right. Uh, so so T thirty, and then so I'd say T plus thirty, T plus thirty uh, seconds to T plus five minutes is okay. like the ideal time to eat it in. You think the window is that big? No way. No way. That might be the acceptable eating window, but I would say the ideal window is much much smaller, and obviously depends is highly dependent on the cereal itself. Hmm. Right? The, the the ideal window varies wildly. Some some cereals have a very narrow window. Some, ha- some, like grape nuts, have a very wide window. And then there's some in the middle, right? So, for example, one of the reasons I loved uh, wheat checks compared to corn checks or especially rice checks is that the window for, for enjoying wheat checks was so much wider. So I could, just, I could just kind of like eat it at my own pace. Whereas yeah, if you have rice, rice checks, it's like you better get in that 10 well, second window. Yeah, well, like rice Krispie treats. Rice Krispies, rice I'm Krispies. sorry, is, is another Classic one. Classic example, right? You have, you, yeah, you, I would you say could, that you have, you have a 45 second, second window. Exactly. Maybe, maybe, yeah. So with, it's almost like, you know, the, the window there, it's one of these things where um, I would almost rank the cereals based on how much anxiety the size of the ideal window produced for me. So right. I, I found myself enjoying uh, grape nuts and wheat checks because I could just, enjoy eating it rather than feeling like I was racing the clock. The, the other thing to this, and I forget who, who wrote this on Twitter. I think you're the one that sh- showed it to me. Uh, uh, but somebody wrote a Twitter. It might have been like Andy Richter or someone like that. Okay. Said, uh, which, and it's one of my favorite Twitter posts of all times. And it said, uh, I've never taken the correct number of napkins. <laughs> like from uh-huh. a, you know from a place so you need yeah. napkins. I've never ta- it's never been it's either too many or too, many, too few. Too few right. I've never taken the right number of napkins. Um, and I, I like that. I really felt seen by that tweet. Like it really <laughs> yeah. is like uh, that spoke to me. Um, I don't think I've ever poured the correct amount of cereal. I mean, I'm sorry of milk. I was gonna say into my cereal. I I I, I like sometimes there's nothing worse than you you know <laughs> than, than you don't have enough cereal and now it's too, enough right. milk and it's too dry. Yeah. And you're out of milk. Yeah. Or you end up with milk soup at the end because you've eaten all the cereal and you overshot. Yeah. And I don't want to, and I don't love drinking that. Uh, yeah. My dad always drank it growing up just because out of like, I guess a sense of don't waste anything, you know, he, he, his go-to was shredded wheat. Oh. Which I thought of, which I thought of as this like masochistic adult cereal. Like only parents would ever eat this. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, that's right? right? So he had spoon sized shredded weed. Now his dad's cereal only. And he, I think, enjoyed the fact that nobody was competing for his box of cereal. It was just like his, you know, in a, in a house with children, you know, almost yeah. you, have, you have nothing to yourself. Yeah, yeah. He had his box of cereal that, that makes sense. nobody else besides him ate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now he didn't have to label it. Or he didn't anything. have to. La- nope. Nobody was, understood. And then we would have our Cheerios or Honey Nut Cheerios. I think Honey Nut Cheerios was about the like most um, exotic, most exotic or, or most fun cereal yeah. that we were allowed to have. Uh, but we never we never had any um, uh, colorful cereal except for during vacation. Like oh, it, it would be fun. like, well, we would, you know, when we did our like road trip to the reunion or whatever, my mom would get the six pack of small single serving oh, uh, boxes and yes. which, would, which would be all the you know all the junk ones and but it was like it's fine because it's limited to single servings and then between me and my sister and then later my brother we would we would have to um kind of divvy it up yeah so it'd be like okay who, who wants uh, who wants the apple jacks right Ugh. who wants the apple jacks who gets the tricks yeah uh and i'm sure there were fights. silly rabbit yeah tricks are for me uh, so a couple things. So that just reminded me of Boy Scout camp, uh-huh. uh, summer camp that I'd go to where we would, uh, there there would be special uh, mornings where we'd go out, we'd call it a pirate's breakfast. Okay. For whatever reason, like we'd go off 
early morning and go canoe somewhere to like a little island in the lake. Oh. And, and, or off to another part, uh, we'd co-canoe across the fog and everything else. But the, the quartermaster or whatever, the can't, I forget what you'd call it, the place where you'd pick up the food. Cause we'd, we would cook our food at our campsite, mm-hmm. not at a, we didn't eat at the dining hall. Um, that morning we would, for when it was your pirate breakfast morning, they set a special milk crate that had a thing of milk and then maybe some oranges or something like that. And then they would have those little tiny, uh, the boxes, uh, the boxes, and the you know how you can uh, they're designed so you can cut them open. So like I, I, I I later learned that and was fascinated by yeah. this as a concept because we never did this. Yeah, so we would just and then we'd have like a little carton of milk that we would pour into yeah. it, um, and then we don't you wouldn't need bowls or other things. Right. So you just cut open self contained uh, like an eye shape on, on into the box, and that can be, and then the box becomes your bowl. There you go. Um, so that was super fun. The other thing there that uh, that just came to my mind too. Uh, the more we think about cereal, the more cereals come to mind. Remember the nut and honey. I remember the commercials for the commercial. Yeah, yeah, what are you eating? Nut and honey. Nut and honey. And like yeah, when you said adult cereal, like uh, I was thinking of that because it felt like very like we got it when it when it happened when it came out. Like we you ate. got the cereal or you understood that joke? Uh, both. <laughs> okay. But remember, we did have nut and honey for a while, uh-huh. uh, and I remember liking it. Uh, yeah, I I I think my sort of like uh, executive summary of my experience as a child with cereal was like, my parents were strict. We didn't have fun cereal, but on reflection, that wasn't exactly true. It was more like that was sort of the party line. And in reality, we would occasionally like they would, they would relent and let us get stuff. It's just that we didn't routinely stock tricks or fruit loops or whatever. It would just be kind of like every couple months, something would slip through the cracks or Mm. we, you know, mom would relent when you were at the, at the, um, at the store. We also had skim milk. I don't. I think there was yeah, like. Had, I think there was too. something in the '90s where it's like you know, fat is bad, so everything in the is low '80s fat. and '90s. They told us, they, and we so we had skim that. milk, uh, and now and we had margarine and skim milk. Yeah. We had margarine and skim milk, and we had uh, orange juice from from a from a can from concentrate. Oh yeah, we'd have that too. And uh, yeah, and so now we have full fat milk, organic whole fat milk, but uh, it's kind of relegated. Like we don't use it that much. You use it in cooking, or you use it in you, you know you you have it for for kids but it's like do you have cereal now like for your kids so no our kids basically don't know what cereal is i mean come on now they have we have granola which is the closest thing we don't eat it with cereal we have like granola with yogurt like oh. greek yogurt yeah or eggs those are the two like breakfast options are like eggs uh like you know fried eggs scrambled eggs or granola with yogurt what about pancakes that's like a yeah like on a weekend thing we'll do pancakes okay um french toast that's interesting because I do think I mean the th- the thing about cereal is it's convenient. It's a it's a well is it? Yeah, you just open the box, yeah. pour it in the cereal into a bowl, pour in the milk. Yeah, you don't so, have to cook anything. Uh, right. So so our version of that is the granola with yogurt, like in terms of convenience. But I would say it it's bizarre. It's a little bit bizarre, and I I'll, you know compared to um you know other other places. I'm sure you've seen like the article in the Times for like you know what people what countries around the world eat for breakfast and it's like yeah. you know the, some people eat like you know a salad and salmon or something like that right, you know right. and it's like you don't think yeah, about that so these savory things so, that you're like, right or or you you know you go to Italy and it's like cold cuts and uh, um, you know hard bread or something yeah. like that so if we're just going to judge things on the convenience factor there are plenty of food that are just as or more convenient than cereal. So I don't think that I don't think that alone. It's not like it's a standout in terms of convenience. Yeah. Um, well, I'm also I'm thinking of it's like a, 
you know, post World War II American capitalism. Very, so I was thinking you know, about how market, how manufactured the whole thing was. General Mills. I mean, general, yeah. not just one mill, all the all general the mills. mills yeah. All the mills put together. So this idea not that corporal like corporal mills, Kellogg or whoever it was, invented cereal. Right? They were like, hey, we can take this these like this like ground up grain mush and bake it, and then we can put it in a box. Now, how should people eat it? Well, they should put it in a bowl and put cereal on it or put milk on it and, and eat it. It's like, okay. And they established that as a pattern of behavior exclusively through uh, advertising. Right. It's like, okay, if we show enough people doing this and then what, what was triggered via advertising became a legitimate part of people's childhood. Yeah. And then when it's a part of your childhood, then you have some ownership over it. And so, like you said, from like post-war, post-war on, meaning for the past... 40 or 50 years, we have this association like of, oh, breakfast cereal. Of course, everyone knows breakfast cereal. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's, this ins- it's this bizarre, completely fabricated thing. Sure. It's not like... like, like, well, like Or like, like most modern Christmas songs. Uh, right. Right, you know. Yeah, and, and so it's, it's something that was manufactured and then, and then it kind of like gets a foothold. Yeah. But now I'm wondering, I don't know. I, I hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me that my kids don't really know breakfast. I mean, they know breakfast cereal, but it's just, it's sort of seen as this like side player. Whereas when I was the age of my, my, was, my kids are now, it was the main it event. It was the main event. Yeah. It was the main, arguably only and event. It was, a, it was a part of this healthy breakfast and it's, you'd maybe have oh, a glass man. of OJ. You'd have, yeah. What, what was else? the part of this complete breakfast? They would show. Cause that's how they got away with the, well, the, the, but the, you know, you've seen the, the thing where there was like of it. part of this complete breakfast. And the asterisk is that this complete breakfast is healthier if you remove the cereal. Right. Like the, the health <laughs> qualities go go up. So you would have, okay, so part of this complete breakfast, I think it was two like slices glass. of toast with butter. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then you'd have a glass, glass of, of milk. orange juice and a, a glass, glass of, of milk, uh, fruit, cut fruit, not included, on top of the um, the bowl. I was going to try to Google, but maybe that's a waste of time. Like what would it look like? What's, what, what did we, they say? I, I think we should do this from memory. I think this yeah. is like... Like I think well, I think something I think you got it I think you got it roughly right. To- I feel like there were more, more items like there was I think toast, toast I think toast. toast fruit a glass of orange juice a glass of milk and then the bowl of cereal with milk. Yeah, it's and funny how our concept of like now when I think of milk I think of that as a as a like high high carb high fat hat like calorically dense liquid. Yeah. Um, same with orange juice. And oh, I, when I see orange juice, I just see sugar. Yeah, of course, because it like, is. Yeah, and that's part of why it's delicious. Yeah, I drink so much orange juice. Really. Yeah, growing up, I would drink. No, how about now, though? Oh no, not now. Yeah, now I don't drink orange juice ever. Like, yeah, I, we in we a mimosa because I'm trying you know. to think what do we have? What do we stock as a liquid? Right? Because growing up, like we had orange juice mostly from concentrate. We would you often often have apple juice or grape juice. We have then apple juice from concentrate as well. We would have uh, our our gallon of skim milk, and then not not often, but but fairly often, uh, a two liter of soda. Which would usually be for like on the weekends when when one of the grandparents comes over. That would be like you know you'd have soda. So it's not like we had it every day, but we but it was in rotation. And now I'm trying to think like what do we have now? We have like eleven kinds of non dairy milk, <laughs> and then we have I have like what do you mean eleven kinds? Like well okay so like we would have like <laughs> oat milk and cashew milk. Do so you have and, you have different? You have both oatmeal oat milk and cashew milk. Um, I don't know why I'm I'm exaggerating. We, right now we stock. Uh, regular milk for the children and oat milk for Jess and I. Okay. And 
sometimes we'll have like a random cashew milk or something else. Because we do almond milk and we've been okay. always doing almond yeah, milk. Yeah, almond milk is fine. Jess has a sensitivity to almonds, so we don't do almond milk. Okay. She has they a sensitivity to soy, so we don't have soy milk. Yeah. Uh, we, we love uh, oat milk. Huh. It's, it's great. And um, I'm cutting all this out. <laughs> and, and then I'll have like uh, a couple cans of beer and some bubbly water, which both of which we never had growing up because my dad never drank beer and you know nobody had the only carbonated thing we had was soda so it's a very it's just it's just different like all the norms are different which i guess was probably the case between us growing up in the 80s and 90s and our parents growing up in the let's say 60s we did keep beer in in the outside refrigerator just growing up and i didn't drink beer i didn't drink until college um and but one day it was actually senior year i remember uh i i would have uh dr pepper a can of dr pepper for lunch and that'd okay. go into the cafeteria. Uh, it'd go with like a sandwich or chips or whatever. And at, from the cafeteria for a nickel, I could get a cup of ice. Hmm. So I'd get a cup of ice because I like uh, I do like my sodas with ice. Yeah. Uh, and I had a regular Dr Pepper, not diet, nothing like that. Just regular. I'm like oh straight up. And uh, and one day I went and I was reaching down. I was in a hurry to grab it, uh, the can, and I just grabbed the can, put it in the bottom of my, my paper bag, and then put the other things in and ran out and went to school. And then I opened up, uh, maybe, oh, sometimes I would bring two cans too, because it wasn't enough. Uh, maybe I had two cans this day. Anyways, uh, I'm like, oh, here's a can of Dr. Pepper, and then here's a beer. <laughs> Open it up in Contraband. the cafeteria. And I was like, <gasps> and I freaked out. Really? Yeah, I was like, oh my God, because A, I don't drink beer anyways, but B, like I'm in How school. How old are you? I'm a senior in high school. Oh, okay. And I have a can of beer right. in the senior cafeteria. <laughs> and just like a week before kids were expelled or suspended or something uh, like that for drinking, there was some kind of controversy, I remember. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so like, I remember like wrapping it in my bag and like hiding it in the trash, like deep in the trash can. Yeah. And, and I was like, You don't want to get caught? Because I didn't want to get caught with the, like I, no, no idea. The threat of being uh, suspended or expelled was so strong so palpable as a real punishment yeah um you have the the people like the kids who are like us as kids like who are cautious and deferential to authority and the other kids the bad kids are the ones who realize that no one really has any authority (laughs) no one has any authority right and everyone is making all this up right like it's all made up yeah it's all made up so who cares yeah yeah i want to be more like those kids um so but to the whole to your notion, the whole notion of our the fact that breakfast cereal is such a part of the American culture, all came to us via, you know, Mad Men era advertising executives. Right. Uh, this idea of we can actually, and this is a this is a successful but somewhat um, pernicious strategy, which is associate something with childhood, because right. if you associate with something childhood, even in an artificial way, it becomes genuine by virtue of the fact that you grew up with it, right? You're yeah. getting, you're slipping in through past the past the defenses to get to the child, and this is partly why. I struggle uh, with um, to enjoy Disney properties in general, like mm. just because to me anyway, it just, I, I never loved uh, Mickey Mouse and Disney growing up. Like mm. I just, it just never attached as a kid. Um, I found it a little bit cloying and just sort of like, eh, whatever. And so but, now, and now I see the sort of the, so see it as the machine and it's hard for me to like appreciate Disney, going to Disney World, enjoying it, anything like that. Like, my, my first reaction is just, like, um, one of caution. Yeah, my first reaction to hearing you say this is careful for, like, the stormtroopers are going to break in and, like, take you off for Disney re-education boot camp. Yeah, for, yeah. Not, for not liking Disney, because yeah. everyone loves Disney. Every, how, how, how dare you? How could you not? Get with the program. Yeah. Okay, what's the next topic? 